live Sunday nights. This is the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Welcome back to the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, sponsored by Wink Hartman and the Hartman Group of Companies. You can always listen to us by downloading the Odyssey app or telling your smart speaker to play KNSS Radio. If you ever miss an episode, just visit knssradio.com. You'll find links to podcasts of all our previous episodes there. And, of course, make sure you like and follow the John Whitmer Show Facebook and Truth True Social pages. And follow me on Twitter, at John R. Whitmer, to get all the latest updates on the show. Little girls just want to have fun. It's a little harder to do with, uh, or maybe harder to do, with the proposed rule changes to Title IX. This week marked the 50th anniversary of Title IX, the federal law enacted 1972 to ensure women and girls are given opportunities to achieve their dreams through education, sports, and scholarships. However, now 50 years later, women and girls are once again having to fight for equal access to athletic opportunities. This time, they're fighting against those on the left who think biological males should be allowed to compete in women's sports. Yeah, it's a head-scratcher. Don't ask me. But we'll ask Senator Renee Erickson. She is intimately familiar with this topic, having uh, played a bunch of women's sports Herself, I've never done that, so I can't. I, maybe if I identified as a woman, Renee, thank you for joining us again. Hey, John, as always, thanks for having me on. Oh, of course. Um, you know, it's I don't know. Part of me just wants to, you know, bang my head against the wall on this these kinds of stories because it just seems so simple, so counterintuitive. Here, boys play boys and girls play girls, but. I, if you look at the past, if you look at the history of Title IX, prior to 1972, there were virtually no college scholarships available for women to play sports. Women were fortunate if they even had a sports team at, at their school. They often had no locker rooms, you know, low-quality uniforms, old training equipments. They didn't get travel stipends. I mean, it was, it was glaring, the difference between the two programs, men's and women's sports. It's no surprise that only one in every 27 girls played sports back then. By contrast, today, two in five girls play sports. Over 100,000 women play college sports. And about three million play high school sports. And yet, here you have the Biden administration and the LGBTQ mafia that want to change Title IX to allow boys to play girls sports. Well, you're absolutely right, John. There's no doubt what Title IX has done for athletic opportunities for women. And it's unconscionable that the president has now, through executive order, threatened to take food out of the mouths of poor school children because we don't agree with that. And and he can't accept the fact that states, 18 states now, with Louisiana being the latest, have signed protections for exactly what you're describing, because we know if we don't, the federal government is going to ram their radical ideology down our throats, and now they're threatening to do it by taking away school lunch money. It's unconscionable. Um, if people can't see that for what it is, then, then I don't know. We've, like, 
like we've heard on the Senate floor, we've lost our ever-loving minds. It, it, it's weird. I mean, if you if you look at it, these protections, uh, well, I don't think they've really ever been under assault like they are now. And it's not only coming from the federal government. You've got states and local school districts that across the country that are trying to push this stuff. But now you have the Department of Education. I mean, girls across the nation could be forced to give up their places on a winner's podium to a biological male who identifies as a female. And and the left has no problem with this. Megan Rapino going around, you know, doing the talking head circuit, saying that she doesn't have a problem with this at all. I wonder if she, if she would feel that way if the men's Olympic soccer team wanted to come and play and take off, take her opportunity on the women's Olympic soccer team. Well, we've seen what happens when, when uh, that's been the case. There was a high school boys team in Dallas that beat the Olympic women's soccer team yes, in right. um, Texas match. So we know what will happen, John. And if we don't have these protections in place, we know that Title IX will be completely the, – the strides that women athletes have made – every one of those opportunities will be taken away. And um, I'm going to fight to make sure that doesn't happen. We have a lot of people, the majority of Kansans agree, even those who support transgender rights will say this is an issue of fairness, that there are obviously differences between biological men and biological women that give an athletic advantage, especially when it comes to strength and speed, for men, and it's not fair to women. And I'm so encouraged to see organizations like the um, women's group, the swimming women's group, and the soccer group, who are standing up and saying, you know, we're not going to allow this to happen anymore. Leah Thompson is not going to be allowed to do that anymore. So let's talk about, and we're talking with State Senator Renee Erickson. Obviously, you guys, both the House and the Senate, passed the Protection for Women and Girls Sports last session went to the governor's desk, and predictably, Laura Kelly vetoed it. Um, and, you know, it was just tough with the makeup of the legislature. That's not a, a veto you guys could override. Going, Looking at next session, however, I mean, we just had Derek Schmidt on. He supports the women and girls sports. So assuming, let's knock wood, that he's our governor, um, I, I think you guys have a pretty good shot not only of passing it, but having it then get signed, don't you? Well, let me tell you, John, I've been listening to your show tonight, and I am pumped up. You know, we have the Roe decision, Dobbs decision earlier this week, the Second Amendment decision. We're going to have a couple of big religious freedom signings coming on. We have people engaged in school board races. The only downer tonight was the economic news, but hey, (laughs) that'll get better too. But I absolutely know that when Derek Schmidt is governor, we will continue to fight to get uh, girls the opportunities they deserve, and we will get it signed. Yeah, and so I look forward to that, but I won't quit until that day comes um, because I benefited from Title IX. I benefited from women's sports, and I'm going to make sure that all Kansas girls have those same opportunities. And uh, I'm confident we'll get that done in January. I'm going to throw you a curveball here. Uh, you know, this, this proves that this is live radio and that you weren't expecting this question. So I uh, feel free to punt. Oh, no. Okay, feel free to punt. Okay. I, I have reached out to him. I talked to him briefly. I can't get him on the show yet. Can you explain what's going on with your colleague, Dennis Pyle? Because if he stays on the ballot and runs as an independent, that is the only path that I see Laura Kelly win in the governor's race. 
is if Pyle stays in the race and pulls votes away from Schmidt. I mean, do you you know Dennis? You served with him. Do you have any idea what's going on there? You know, I don't, John. And I think it's sad in general that um, as Republicans, uh, we we tend to shoot ourselves in the foot, and uh, we need to be unified. We know the left; they they march lockstep with marching orders. One of the good things about Republicans is we are independent thinkers, and we value that. But when it comes time to pull together as a party and make sure we elect leaders who can get elected, um, it's sad that something like this happens. Um, But I do not know. I have not talked to Senator Pyle. I will uh, reiterate um, President Masterson's statement that He's always been a party of one, and, and this just makes it official. Yeah, it's just unfortunate. And, you know, it's like you said, the, the Ds, they, they fight amongst themselves. I mean, their their party is so radically divided, the left is just taking it over. However, when they get to the general, they do tend to come together. That's an area that we've struggled with, and, and I, I hope Dennis, you know, cooler minds prevail, and he he, he realizes that he's not hurting anybody but but – He's not hurting Laura Kelly, that's for darn sure, and and I, I think he's doing more harm to the cause than to benefit himself. Renee, thank you again. Uh, since I had you, I wanted to ask that question because I just haven't had a chance to talk to a state senator in a while. But um, I, I do appreciate everything that you've done to push for women and girls sports and the value of them both amendment. You've been a champion for both of those, and I encourage you to keep up the good work, my friend. Thank you so much, John. You are You are the best. We'll take a quick break. And then I want to hear from you. Our phones are open, 316-869-1330. Give us a call if you're listening to The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. We'll be back right after this.